previously on zero credits. John, if I say this next sentence, a portal should open up to our future. You have to be so careful. I I I just really want to go back to the future, Henry. Oh, don't I mean, believe me. The future uh I don't know if you know this, John. One of my favorite places to be. Uh, so it's I, not, I, it's not my number one right now, Henry. Well, I mean, comparatively, you know, if I have to be a kid who can open a jar, but then I leave the kid in the jar. I want to clarify. I opened the goddamn jar, John. Look, I don't care about what weak unjar opening, John. I opened in the past. If I, you don't look, if you don't agree that I opened the jar, I'm not going to say the sentence. Henry, you just please. John, I'm not fucking around. Admit that I opened the jar. Henry, you opened the jar, okay? That's all, all I wanted to hear. That's all I wanted to hear. And with that, number when one. When it hit the ground, I'm sure that the jar opened. Not when you tried to open it with your Fuck hands. off, you piece. God. Ugh. Oh, what are you going to do about it, huh? We're going back to the future. Everything's the same in the future. You can't do anything to me. Oh, number one is too fast, too few. Number one is too... Too fast. You got to say it. You got to admit it. You got to say it. The number one movie is too fast, too furious. Holy, Holy shit. A portal actually opened. Is this right? Can we, can we go? I, John, I, I feel like we have no choice. But well, let me just say, from everyone here at the Zero Credits 2018 Studio Apartment, which is where that joke originated, Studios, we want to wish you a happy week. But John, I, I feel like we have no choice but to to step through this portal together and come out the other side in the future. Okay, so uh, I know this is a first on the podcast, but uh, just hold my hand, I guess. If I have to. But note that when I grab your hand, it has the firmness and the strength to open a fucking jar! It feels pretty weak and slick to me, so... Agree to disagree, John. Let's step into a portal. Now, I don't know if you know this about stepping into a portal, John, but you have to narrate that it's happening and stretch out the word portal so that someone can do a fade out on it and it sounds really sweet. Okay, so we have to say... For instance, that we're stepping into, into a portal! Like that? That's how we have to say it? That's how, yes, ideally that's how we would have to say it. Okay. So All right. The count of three. All right. The count from three to one. From three to one. Wait, is there going to be a go? Uh, yes. All right. Okay, so three, two, 
One. Stepping. Oh, stepping into two. Stepping into them. We're stepping. Stepping into them. We're stepping. We're stepping. We have to do it soon. All right, I'll count two. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Stepping into a quite an adventure I've gone on, but it seems like I've landed back in the appropriate time. It is October 31st, 2020, and welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. Now, my name's Henry. And my name is Jamie. And together we're Henry and Jamie, coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist. Now, uh, Jamie, is that right? I mean, what do you mean? Yeah. I, well, I feel like I used to say another name there. Is that kind of insane of me? Well, are you thinking of, like, my maiden name? No, because... <laughs> now... Please, I know we, please. I know we don't... I know that I once made a mistake and you told me not to say, reveal any further for our listeners and folks, but... Please correct me if I'm wrong, but... <laughs> Your name before I married you, first name, was the same as yes. after I married you, and that your name has always been Jamie. I'm pretty sure that's correct, yes. All right, that's great. That that lines up with what I know. And uh, so you're Jamie, my wife, who's on my podcast, and this is how it's always been, right? Of course. All right, well, I'm glad. I'm just, you know, every so often I like to just check in with my wife. Do a little... Uh... What do you mean? Like, um... Like a... Like a... Like a check in... With my wife. I... I, Like a vibe check? Yes, exactly. I like to do a vibe check with my wife uh, every so often just to make sure that everything's alright, so... Yeah. Alright. So, I'm doing pretty good. It was freezing today yeah out of nowhere out of no no for real like here in austin texas where we've lived and we've always always lived uh it's usually always pretty hot but today on this this great uh, magnificent day of october 31st it was downright chilly yeah absolutely so like that's appropriately spooky i get it but also um Maybe I should have dug out more winter sweaters in advance of this. I don't know. Right. It's like the whole world, it's like a ghost 
kind of passed over the entire world and made it cold, like the whole world's a cold spot, deeply haunted, and now it's time to bring out those those sweaters and mittens that everybody has and uh, crack open a, a cold beverage to enjoy together with, right? your, with your mittens and your jackets. Uh, I, this is a very awkward segue into just saying that today's episode is brought to you uh, by Austin East Ciders Rose Cider. That's right, and we're both drinking Austin's East Cider Rose Dry Cider. That classic dry cider. Now is that is that the first time you've ever read that on the podcast? <laughs> You joker, sir. Yeah, not... This norm- is what we drink all the time. Wait, what? Is, is it... I feel like normally I drink something, like, I don't know, kind of dark and smooth with, like, kind of, like, a top... Like a chocolate kind of finish. Uh, and pecans. Like, I, I don't normally drink a pecan drink. I'm pretty sure this has always been the light, crisp, refreshing taste of Austin East Cider's Rosé Dry Cider... Because this is the official drink of the podcast. We have an official drink. Yes. Henry, are you okay? Vibe check for you, man. Um, I, I, I'm doing all right. I just, I don't know. It's kind of like in uh, Stephen King's saga, The Dark Tower, uh, book three, Wastelanders, when... Uh, spoilers for, for The Dark Tower Book 3, which came out in 1970-something. <laughs> um, but because uh, Jake was saved in one timeline and died in another timeline, uh, he has thoughts from both realities at once, and it drives him a little crazy. And also, Roland the Gunslinger suffers from the same thing, because he watched Jake die, but then also saved Jake's life in two different timelines, and that kind of drives him insane, because both can't be true, yet they are. They're living paradoxes. And it's kind of, right now, I'm getting, like, weird flashes of, like, a dark 512 is the area code of Boston. Maybe that's involved, I don't know, but, like, pecans? So I'm just gonna push those those thoughts down and enjoy the light, crisp, refreshing taste of this Austin East Cider's Rosé Cider, which is as... Jamie pointed out the official drink of the podcast. That is correct. Jamie, how many episodes of this podcast have we done? (gasps) I'm glad you asked. This is episode 199. Wow, now that is, that's pretty exciting. That means we're ramping up. We're on the, the march to 200, if you will. Yeah, which is really exciting, Um, uh, because honestly, when we started this, back when we were merely dating, um, oh wow, we weren't even in, we weren't even engaged yet. No, whoa, that's right, Um, because we've been doing this podcast for four years, Mm -hmm. we started in 2016. Yep. Uh, I was recently graduated from graduate school, and you were still living... You had just graduated. You were still living in the city, even though you had no job or prospects? 
Yeah, that was kind of a rough time. You know, I just had that internship that wasn't really going anywhere. Right. All right. Well, yeah, we've come a long way. We started this podcast. Uh, we were we were dating then, mm-hmm. and uh, eventually I uh, engaged you. <laughs> yes, in I a proposal-type Appropriate verb descriptor of that. Uh, what is that? Engagement is that a noun? That's a noun. Yeah. Yeah, that's a noun. So yeah, the verb form would be engaged for sure. And then we got married, which is great. I'm enjoying being your wife. That's it's nice. Yeah. I am also enjoying being your wife. <laughs> is that is that not the right word? I think I think it is, because um I mean it's what what is wife? Wife is a noun, right? And yeah, yeah, then, my, wife is a noun. Uh to wife is also a verb. Okay. Get your facts out of I'm here. I'm just saying. Get your facts out uh, of here. Is it accurate to say that I wifed you, or would you have to wife me? I feel like we wiped each other. Uh, That's not appropriate for this audience. Okay, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, do we not have an explicit tag on this podcast? Henry, this is a family podcast. Oh, okay. For some reason, I, I again, I thought some for somehow, I'm you know... That we were explicit, but if that's not the case, then let's just roll with it. So, 200 episodes. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. We still have to talk about what we're doing for the big celebration. It's like a lot of pressure, you know, to get that right. I know we typically don't talk about what we're doing on the podcast. Oh, we don't? On the podcast. We don't do that? Henry, no, this is a professional family podcast. Okay. All right. So, I guess I'll table that for now. Just... Look forward to episode 200, and uh, let us know what your favorite episode 199 was. Yeah. I mean, it'll be this one. Well, yeah. Of the... Why do I feel like we've done many? I don't know. Oh, okay. So, this one. It'll be weird. All of the comments will be this one. You know, this... This episode, but yeah, what's been said, and now all of the people who interact with this podcast on a daily, minutely basis will will be will be interacting with us. Yeah, if only we had the live stream chat going, it'd be great. We could see their reactions in real time. I don't. We don't edit the podcast. We just let it go out as we're saying it. That's a thing that people do. We tried it that one time. Remember. It didn't go very well. Oh, what what happened? R- r- let, let's let's pretend like I don't remember, and uh, why don't you remind me? Yeah, so it was at the start of COVID quarantine stuff. Right, of course, I remember COVID quarantine stuff. And we, like, upgraded our system a little bit, uh, got some better streaming devices, uh, we did not go as far as video because I did not want to uh, take it to that level yet. But um, decided to just try live streaming, um, put out some advertisements on our website, and then we tried it one time, but uh, I'm almost embarrassed to say, um, you know, I got the hiccups real bad and the audio was really bad. You know, remember? 
you got the hiccups, and that was yeah. the big... It was awful. The big kerfuffle. And I couldn't go back and fix any of the audio. It was so bad. Right, because you can't edit live. No, you can't. It was terrible. Okay. Everyone knows that I get the hiccups. When you're when you're live streaming. Yeah. Alright. All, all of this seems very familiar to me, and I'm sure our our fans Uh did you say the word fans wrong? No. Our fans. Um are the people who listen to the podcast are fans. I, Henry, I think your brain is a little addled from the, the, the cold today. Right. Our fans. Right. We call them just fans. Yes. Okay. I'm sure our fans are tired of us talking about this. Let's get on to some, uh, let's, let's talk, we talk about the cultural happenings of the zeitgeist. That much is still true, at least. Uh, so let's talk about what's been happening lately. Yeah, so, um. The moon's wet. <laughs> That's right. The moon, as it turns out, ladies and gents, is wet. And we mean that, of course, in the most appropriate way. Right. Yeah. No, it's not excited. Henry. What? Stop. Stop what? <laughs> we can't. We can't. The moon is inert. It can't be aroused. And we were not suggesting in any way at all. Yeah. It producers was that it was produced in such... The, the people who listen to see whether we have have to have an explicit tag. We have to appease the producers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah, there was news. Um, what was this? A few days ago? About a week ago? Well, see, last week it was funny. Uh, last week NASA made an announcement that they were going to make an announcement about the moon. And they left it at that. They just had exciting news about the moon. And so the internet went abuzz with all these rumors about... What could it be? And, of course, the jokesters came out. You know, those internet joke people who make all those jokes. And they made jokes like, oh, there were surface cracks on the moon that are getting wider. So it's like hatching like an egg. Mm. And uh, people are like, oh, is the moon finally made of cheese? I was hardcore in that camp. I didn't mean to make fun of those people. They were uh, among the most intelligent camp, uh, camp that... That was out there. Um, it was a pretty campy camp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty funny. But then uh, just, just this past Friday, I think it was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, fans, but uh, just this past Friday, I think NASA came out and said, no, they found actual liquid water on the moon, not the frozen ice caps on the dark side of the moon in those craters, those deep craters. Right. But honest to goodness, water just underneath the surf, the soil of the moon, which is really exciting. It's really wild when you think about the reason that Earth has been touted as the most viable planet for so many years. Um, it's hugely to do with the presence of water right um and i think we'd heard before that there was ice on the moon and i think there's ice on mars as I, well i think there's ice on mars but i think they've made a very similar discovery that they found something else maybe evidence of like underground rivers or some such on mars mm, mm -hmm. but this is an exciting year for space 
Yeah. Because there was, you know, last year we had, I think, that that Mars news, which I might be wrong about, but there were there were some exciting things about Mars's soil that suggested maybe there was water underneath it. But then earlier this year, in the atmosphere of Venus, they found a certain, like, protein or molecule that suggests a very uh, simple cellular form of life could be sustained there. Wild. And now we're getting this news about the moon, and there's water there. All I'm thinking is, what's the Earth done for us lately? Where are the new discoveries on Earth that suggest it could actually uh, sustain life? I don't know. It seems like every passing day it's getting less able to sustain life. Right, yeah. With all this, you know, the global warming and uh, climate change, which are the same thing. You know, it's like, it just seems like we're hurting the planet more and more each day. Meanwhile, the rest of the solar system is like, look at how good we're looking at sustaining life. Look, we've got one little molecule. We're doing better than you, Mr. Earth. And this one molecule is very safe, 100% safe. How can you say that about all your billions of humans, Earth? And it's it's real funny because, like, when you actually read the articles about the water they found on the moon, they found something like 30, 350 milliliters of water underneath the soil. Like, that's how big they think that sample is. Huh. Which is kind of like a couple of bottles of water. Right. But still, of course, it's like water found on the moon. We never, you know, <laughs> that's that's the takeaway here. And that's water we don't have to bring up. And it is exciting. But at the end of the day, it's like the Earth's got tons of polluted water full of microplastic beads. Mmm, flavor. Yeah, but it's great. I have two questions to ask about this. I might not have answers, but... Uh, oh, be, that's fine. They'll be great. That's It'll fine. Be fun. Question one is, um, are we sure that the moon has escaped our global warming? Because it seems like the lunar ice caps are melting. <laughs> that's funny because they found water. Right? There right. was ice before. Okay, that's non-serious question. Well, well no, the, 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 so to answer in a dumb way that's for real... A day on the moon lasts about a little bit over two weeks on Earth. Mm. It takes that long for it to completely have a day-night. Um, that's called revolving. Yeah, I know. I knew that. <laughs> Wait, is it? Rotate. Rotation. Because the moon revolves around the Earth. Yes, rotation yeah. is yeah. spinning on your own axis. Right. Oh, no. Another thing that I didn't get right. We'll edit that out. We'll well, it's, it's just a minor hiccup. <gasps> How dare you? I'm sorry. You set me up. So the water that is that any water that would exist on the surface, they would think, would just be evaporated away because it's exposed to the sun for uh, the majority of, of two weeks' time. I don't hmm. know the, the ratio, you know. That makes sense. Um, but what's your second question? My second question is if they pack less water on the next lunar excursion, uh, thinking, okay, we'll supplement this water supply with water found on the moon. Um, the astronaut that drinks the moon water, are they the one who got the short straw? <laughs> or do they want to drink the moon water? 
See, everyone knows that hazing is just rampant on these lunar excursions. <laughs> and so it's going to be the poor astronaut who has, who, who's new to the team, who's, who's just transferred over from SpaceX's team. You know, Elon Musk was like, you're, you're done. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be like whoever, the nerd um, of the, uh, like nerdy, to the extent that even astronauts are making fun of them. Right, right. And they're going to drink the moon water. And I think that's how... That's how the alien invasion begins. With, uh... Not with an egg, but with a microbe in the water. Right. We, we all thought uh, Ridley Scott nailed it with, with Alien. Uh, but really, it was... Um, it was War of the Worlds that got it right is the sentence I was going to say. But they were defeated by colds, so I don't know where I'm going with this. Hmm. I actually am not that familiar with War of the Worlds. Um, I wish I Wait, no. Was. Ma- maybe it was M. Night Shyamalan signs where they're defeated by water. Yep, they are. Yep. Okay. Yes, that is accurate. That is one of the few scary movies that I actually have seen. And it is one of the reasons that I have decided I'm no good at scary movies. Well, that, that's a shame, because that movie's not scary I know. in the slightest. I know, it's not even a scary movie. No. But for me, it very much is. Wow. Well, that's sad, because now you'll never get to watch The Haunting of Bly Manor. Yep, nope, wasn't planning on it. Oh, okay. It's not scary at all, by the way. Uh, that's good it's, to it's, know. It's... I will take your word for it. Uh, to, to quote the series, you, um, well, this is beginning of a quote. Mm. Uh, you introduced the story wrong. You said that this was a ghost story. It's actually a love story, end quote. Hmm. That's from the final episode, the final minutes of the final episode. So enjoy that little <laughs> spoiler, everyone. Why are you saying spoilers? We never say spoilers. It doesn't actually, what? We never say spoilers? We only do spoilers for our supplemental readings. I Look, I spoiled uh, some details from the third book of Stephen King's The Dark Tower series, and now I have spoiled a, 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 a line out of context from the ending minutes of Bly Manor Haunting Times. <laughs> so I guess those are just two on me. Just very unusual, and um, right, I gotta it. say, I, I'm not here for it. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot that you have to transfer the koozie from one drink to the other. It doesn't just do it for you. Um, do you need help? No, I got it. All right. I just what's what's next for space discovery? We found little microbes in Venus's atmosphere. We found maybe water on Mars, and now we found water on the moon of all places. What, you know what are they what are they gonna what are they, what are they, what are they gonna what are they gonna what are they, what are they gonna find next I feel like next is gonna be not a discovery per se but a well I guess it is a sort of discovery but a uh change in our technology I think we're ready for warp speeds we're gonna get to warp speed before we even explore. Mars. Yeah, yeah, I think we're ready for it. I think our spacecraft, we got all these different 
uh, companies in the spacecraft game now. Was it like two weeks ago, SpaceX just launched tons of rockets across the atmosphere to see what would work best. They did? Yeah, they sent like six rockets shooting across. Okay. And they were testing a water landing upon return, stuff like that. So they like launched from one part of the, the globe like to up the water. In, into the atmosphere and down again. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Can we sustain all of those launches? Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like they're still all launching from the same place right now. I think everything launches Cape Canaveral. from Cape Canaveral. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it's just the spot to launch into space. Um, so, yeah, I, up until recently, I mean, this was within the last 10 years for sure, maybe five years, um, space was all 100% kind of monopolized by governmental programs. Right. But then they started privatizing it. Um, yeah, we got Elon Musk. Is He's got a whole space company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Bezos has a whole space company. Right? I'm sure he does. Okay. Um, I don't keep up with him. I mean, he's not really, like, up in the big leagues. He runs Amazon. Oh, yeah, he does. The... Isn't Amazon one of the richest companies in the world? They made huge money during COVID because everyone stayed at home and ordered stuff online? Um, I think you're confusing it with eBay. Oh. You know, everyone's like, eBay's best. It's the original. So wait, if Amazon... Kind of exploded. Yeah, yeah. Because it was so big and you could even buy this jar on eBay. The Weird Al. Yeah. Song. Yeah. Yeah. And then people like it because they can sell stuff, too. Yeah, like on... You can do that on Amazon. Yeah, I guess you can. Did it never... I mean, okay. Um, but, yeah, anyway, the so point like, of that is there's... Um, I feel like multiple aircraft companies that used to make planes, you know, as air travel is not as lucrative right now with the pandemic. Right, right. Then, um... Space travel, Space hybrid. travel. Gotta right do it. Right through the roof. Gotta do it. Because you can't go to space without leaving the roof, yeah. Also, the best place to social distance is space. Yeah. You can even vote from space, I saw. What? Yeah, yeah. A person who was on the International Space Center voted... And the article said, you know, this person just voted from space. Here, here's how she did it. And I did not click on the article to find out because that's not the point of doom scrolling. <laughs> the point of doom scrolling is just to keep scrolling. Right, right. You don't click on the things that are cool and make you feel better. No, you keep just reading the horrible things that are happening in the government. But that's, we don't talk about government stuff on the show. Correct. Right. So the moon is wet. We're very excited about... It's on water, as I like to say. The moon's on water. It's great. Uh, I, for one, can't wait for uh, Nestle to get up there and just exploit that moon water and bottle it up and, and sell it for a premium. Because that's, that's what I believe, right? Right. Moon water. It's good. It's probably going to be good for your bones, because on the moon, you don't need them. You don't need bones. 
Right, well, because of the lower gravity. Yeah, it's like one thirty of the time of Earth's gravity. That can't be the right we'll, fraction. We'll all turn into birds. Oh, that would be so cool. Moon birds. Moon. We, we'll be moon birds. We will be moon birds. I'm excited to become a moon bird. Moon bird, quick it's, aside, is a really great band name. Yeah, it would be a great band name. We'll all be moon birds. Okay, so we got dibs. Gonna, yeah, dibs gonna, on that. We're going to start a band one day, and it's going to be Moonbird. But also it makes me think, around this time of year, uh, there's a weird phenomenon that happens. A migration, if you will. Mm. A lot of people from the north, Canada included, but uh, the northeast of America and also some parts in Canada, flock, quite literally, to South Florida. Right. And they're called snowbirds. Yes. And I have to wonder... We're in the midst of a global pandemic, and those snowbirds, I would hope, have to stay roosted in their snowy nests. I wonder how they're coping with it. And mm. This is the first sort of cold time we've had this year, so maybe, it, it, you know, it's not quite gone into effect, but like... What, what's it? They're going to go crazy, these snowbirds. I think they are, and I gotta say... Uh, I was in Florida when the pandemic was still very much on lockdown because sometimes work won't let you reschedule work travel things. Um, uh, so Florida, gotta say, was not the most practical and safe place to be during pandemic. Um, and I feel like South Florida was worse. Has it about middle Florida? Um, so I would hope that typical snowbirds would use that as an excuse and a reason to not go down and say, oh, I don't want to go where it's bad. But also, if they're the kind of people who don't believe in coronavirus, because a lot of the older folks are listening to certain people's advice and not taking it as seriously. Um, maybe they will continue to flock and create a worse problem. I don't know. I would hope it is the former. Right. But we never, there's always a potential. We never want to wish on purpose bad things to happen to people just because it's not really the nice thing to do. But at the same time, if there are uh, COVID deniers out there who have the potential to flock together and, I don't know, maybe all come to the same painful realization that, one, it exists, and two, they have it. Maybe we're getting really good at treating it. That's true. Where We need more guinea pigs for treating. Huh. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's move away. We, we don't like to, to, to last, not last, stay on the depressing news for long. Let's, let's pivot. Let's, let, yeah. What, 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 let's what, pivot. What, so, what I think it's about time for one of our tried and true time-honored segments what did you read what did you read yeah henry it's our one of our usual segments but what did you read normally what we do we, we we watch things right no no we talk about this is an audio medium so we talk about a visual visual only medium so something that you can't experience with your ears but only with your eyes Okay. And we talk about things we've read. So we talk about 
We talk about like books or something. Yeah, yeah. You've been talking about Stephen King a little bit recently, and you talked about um, the Longmire series that that you accidentally read out of sequence. Right. Right. But I have a new one to bring to the table okay. today. Okay, a, a new book or newspaper clipping. It's a book. <laughs> it's a book. Okay. Um, and I gotta say, I'm a little embarrassed because I've been falling behind on this. Um, I thought that the pandemic would give me more chance to read things, but it turns out it just gives me more chance to lounge around and not do anything. And apparently not watch anything. We don't watch movies or... Well, we do, but we don't talk about it on the podcast as much. We don't talk... It's not... It's a different thing. It's a different thing. We don't talk about movies on... In supplemental readings, we do. We don't... Do we talk... Do we talk... In supplemental readings... We talk about movies, yeah, but in the ironic. podcast, we talk about books. Yeah. You don't see a problem with that? Um, I think some uh, one fan brought it up that we should have called it Supplemental Watches, but... Yeah? Who, who was that? Oh, you know, um, first fan of the podcast, Aragorn. Aragorn. It's their screen name. They have screen names. Okay. Is in the chat box is how they popped up. Right. Oh, I forgot about the live stream chat, of course. Aragorn. Thank you, Aragorn, for that, that comment. Uh, let's talk about what we've read. So, um, for me, uh, I started rereading a book called Devil in the White City, which has been on my list for a very long time. Right. Uh, as a uh, student slash associate of the architectural field and just in general being interested in period things and um, mysteries. This book kind of encompasses all of that together uh, because it's a fictional-ish telling of a non-fiction event. Right. um, Which was the Chicago 1893 World's Fair. Exactly, yeah. The, the Chicago World's Fair is the backdrop of a string of mysterious disappearances and murders. Yes. Um, it's very great. The tagline of this book is very great, and I thought it was... Oh, you've just, got the book here, I, right? I in do. front of you. Okay. Yeah, like normal. We always bring bring the book with us right. when we and talk about I, it. I have a book in front of me, too. We take turns. It's okay. Okay, so just you this week. Just me this week. Right, because I watch movies. But keep, keep yeah, going. Yeah, it's uh, called Murder, Magic, and Madness at the Fair that Changed America. Um, it's really great. I'm only, uh, I don't know, about a, a chapter or so in. But very cool so far. Um, yeah, it, I as I read further into it, it's obvious that the author is stringing together uh, different pieces of like letters or texts or biographies to kind of create and weave this narrative in a way that kind of jumps back and forth in time um, in a way that's engaging. But you can see different quotes from different figures in history and things like that. And sometimes he has pieces of information that would likely be found in an article somewhere. Um, It's a very interesting way of weaving together a story in a narrative form that I think is quite unusual. 
um, it's a little bit of a um, story within a story. Um, can you explain to everybody, you know, the framed narrative, right? Right, yeah, framed narrative where the point of telling of the story shifts throughout the story from a place that more closely to the present to a, usually a place in the past. Usually it's framed as those, maybe somebody's retelling a story like in Phantom of the Opera or something like that where you have a point of reference that's closer to the reader than the point that where the meat of the story happens. And that sets you up to, to look backward, to be retrospective, and to include, like you say, like scraps of things from here and there. Because uh, the greatest part of the frame is that it can move between these two points at will mm-hmm. to, as the story calls for it, to keep you kind of uh, discovering more and more, usually with characters in the, quote, present and characters in the, quote, past. Right. And I think that's a really brilliant way of framing this since it is a historical narrative and they go back and forth uh, like juxtaposing different eras in these architects' lives um, as they're trying to bring a point of uh, about their character and how they've evolved over time and dropping in lots of little hints like uh, they began design on this building uh, that would soon prove to be fateful that they decided to include this element. Like, like lots of little mysterious hints in there um, that they wouldn't be able to include otherwise if they were telling it as a straight narrative. Right. Uh, very cool. It, it, it's neat when you can bring these elements together because an architect won't know what happens in the building after they built it. Right. So, like, they could design, I don't know, let's say, like, it's designed with, like, a, uh, like um, a, a, so the top floor is kind of, like, open and, like a balcony kind of thing, and they put these gargoyles, and then it just so happens that somebody's pushed off that same gargoyle. Mm-hmm. But when you can shift through time like that, you can see, like, oh, the gargoyle, the person put the gargoyle there for a reason. They had no idea. Then, boom, to the future. It's like someone falling off that gargoyle. is like, you know why it's there. And mm-hmm. you, you couldn't do that, like you said, in like a, just a chronologically told story. Um, and that's that's why flashbacks are pretty cool sometimes, Bly Manor. Yeah, pretty cool sometimes. Um, but so, yeah, I'm just a little ways into this book. I'm hoping that I can uh, keep it up, uh, keep going, because it's, it's a, kind of appropriate for the spooky season. Um, right, there's, there's some mystery and intrigue, and as well as... Architecture, the scariest of the vocations. The scariest of the vocations. Uh, yeah, pretty wild in this time that it's almost like uh, some of the most formative years of uh, modern architecture um, is when this fair was happening. Right. Because uh, they were developing steel as a structural element of buildings. And they talk about oh, um, what a novel idea, special foundations in order to build the first buildings that stretched so high they called them skyscrapers, but they were only 10 stories tall. Um, Really fascinating uh, to see how much our perception has shifted since um, really just like 130 years ago. Yeah, it's crazy to think that, you know, at the Chicago's World Fair, 
you know, they're, they're just wrapping their heads around like skyscrapers and, and steel beams. And then flash forward to just decades later and the Fast and the Furious, uh, one of the Fast and Furious movies, I can't remember it right now. They launch a car from one skyscraper to another and it's kind of like, if they could see what they would create. <laughs> That's really wild. They really did that in a movie? Yeah. That's... Yeah, no. The, the, yeah, and like Fast. I, I want to say it's... Uh, well, Brian was still there. So I want to say it was like probably Fast 7. Huh. Yeah. Furious 7 was the name of that one. Oh, that's weird. Why aren't they all named the same? That doesn't make any sense for a franchise. Well, no, this is the naming conventions are a little weird in that franchise, but but Jamie, we've talked about this before, definitely. Most certainly on the podcast. We did like a whole we did a whole summer where we watched every single Fast and Furious movie all the way up to 8 at the time. What? No, no. There was definitely I I think you're confused. No, it was a supplemental reading series and we started it kind of as a joke. And uh, we started with, you know, the Fast and the Furious, and we went all the way to Fate of the Furious. And we, we by the time we got to, like, Fast Five, we, we were in love with it. Oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about. So, there was the summer, uh, what was it? Uh, it wasn't last summer. It was summer of 2018. Right, yeah, yeah. That was we a, decided, yeah. all right, as a joke, we're like, no one really needs this, but it might be fun. And we decided to announce that we would do eight supplemental readings in a row. Right. Of a single movie series. Exactly. A single movie series. Fast and With Furious. no Harry Potter. No, I'm... We did Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, mm. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, then Order of the Phoenix... Then Half-Blood Prince, then Deathly Hallows Part 1, and Deathly Hallows Part 2. And it was a great stretch of eight episodes, and I don't know how we um. kept so many of our listeners through all of that. But um, Especially, it was kind of grueling, well, but it was... I mean, I had fun. I felt even more in love with the Harry Potter series by the time we finished that eight-episode stretch. What's wrong? You're, you're, telling, you're telling me... That we didn't, in fact, we didn't watch all of the Fast and Furious movies. We didn't watch Dominic Toretto and Brian O'Connor go from enemies to friends. And then we didn't watch the the horrible movie, Too Fast, Too Furious, with with Brian O'Connor and Roman Pierce, where they were in Florida. Mm, That's none of that is ringing a bell to me. And then in the third movie, uh, it's revealed that uh, Sean Boswell has this this uncle in prison, and uh, it turns out no, it's, it's his uncle Sir- Sirius Black was in prison, and uh, he he escaped and became like this thing, and like he had to so right. yeah, Sh- Sean Potter had to ride. His, his muscle, uh, you know, American muscle hippogriff to rescue 
to rescue and save the day using the time right. portal and of it the ends, time turner. And it ends in a freeze frame and is the worst movie. Yeah, that one is the worst. That's where the series really, really just diverged. But no, when they changed directors, the whole tone of the series was morphed from the original creative intent and then just went in this crazy new direction. But I'm glad that they got it back under uh, the helm of a good director by the end to, to bring it home for the final ones. David but but they're, they're making two more. Or three more. They're making three more. Um, yeah, they're not... They have... Everyone's hoping that it'll turn into more. We don't... Like, you know, there's the spinoff, you know, but... Uh, well, yeah, Hobbs and, Hobbs and Shaw was um, a spinoff. Fa- fantastic Beasts and right. where to find uh, them. I'm really confused. I guess... I, distracts me or something. Do you have something else to talk about? Um, well, yeah, actually, it was kind of related to our What Did You Read... And I thought it was an interesting point to bring up um, in relation to the pandemic and reading. Um, because right, we're going to talk about reading some more. Oh, just a little bit. Okay. Um, I thought that it was interesting. There's all these statistics about, um, you know, like 24% of adults don't read any books. Yeah, because why would you do that? But I'm just... When you could watch a movie, why would you read a book? I understand. Sure, sure. There are television shows. Why would you need to read a book? Yeah, I get it. Okay. Video games, even. Video games? I mean, that's not really my thing that much. I mean, sure, I played Animal Crossing with everybody else. Okay, so video games are... They exist. Yeah, yeah, they exist. What? Okay. I don't know what's going on. Try to figure it out, just like you. Okay, well. Well, I'm just, I'm really weirded out by the fact that we talk about things we read. That makes no sense to me, but keep going. I I, can't gel with that, please. Okay, I was, maybe, maybe we should just get off of that topic and we'll, you seem like you're more comfortable talking about our supplemental readings. Where we watch actual movies? Yeah, it's like a special thing. We watch a movie and then we dedicate uh, a single episode to a movie yeah, you don't have to or expl- thing. You don't have to explain it. I created it. Right. We created it. Right, but it's like we contained all of our talking about film into just the supplemental readings. Oh. It's such a departure from what we normally talk about. Okay. Um, okay. So anyway, I just thought we might take a very small time and... Try to figure out what our next upcoming supplemental reading would be, you know, so we can plug it. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. I'm on the same page. I remember we made a couple of promises. Uh, One, we were going to do Better Luck Tomorrow, which uh, it stars the actor who plays Han in Fast and Furious. And we we were going to count it as like the first official uh, showing of the character. What? For... Who's Han? Like Han Solo? Like we haven't done Star Wars yet. Where were you talking no, about? No, from doing a supplementing of supplemental reading of the movie Solo. No, why would I ever do suggest that? I mean, we only would cover movies that have cultural merit, and Solo, while entertaining, had nothing important in it. Yeah. 
But I I think you're confused because we oh, talked about picking up the next movie that um, came out this year, 2020, because there's actually very few right, films course, that were course, released yeah. this year um, due to the pandemic. But We weren't actually going to do another Marvel movie, right? Because I thought we agreed those were over. Another Marvel movie? Yeah, yeah. No, we were going to do another Jane Austen adaptation movie. Oh. What? Yeah, we were going to do Emma. Okay. And we've been talking about it, so I figured we would set it up and, you know, just like set a date of let our listeners know when to expect that episode. Right, because as Jane... You know, because we can bring in the com- the comparison of the books into the films. This was a really nice, special way of moving forward. Uh, really, really enjoyed the supplemental reading of our uh, Pride and Prejudice, the Kira Knightley 2005 film with Matthew McFadden. Um, and then comparing that to the BBC miniseries that had Colin Firth as Mr. Darcy. But this next one, very interesting... Uh, really modern adaptation of Jane Austen. It's been the first serious one we've seen in a while because, you know, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies just did not fit the bill. That was, that was unfortunately, rated quite low in our supplemental reading ranking. But, you know, we were going to do Emma next. Emma. We were going to talk about Emma on this show. And not, not a Marvel movie, not Better Luck Tomorrow, not whatever other promise that we made and then forgot about until one of us remembered, and it was never me. I never was the one to remember the promises. It was always you, but you're telling me we've never talked about these things. We never drank any pecan drinks, all these other things. Amazon, none of this is making sense to me. None of this. My head is killing me. Are you, I mean, I know you've been kind of off this whole time. Do we need to stop early today? No, I don't feel like we need to stop early. We, I can I can, I can, can hang in there. I'm a professional, you know me. Yeah. Uh, even when I'm, I've just had too many drinks, I'm still going to talk and I'm still going to slur my words and it's going to be great. It's going to be a great time. All right. But, uh. Emma, you want to set a date for Emma. Right, I thought it would be fun, because that's actually the last film that we saw before the world shut down. Right, of course, yeah. Um, what do we drink during these supplemental readings? I, you know. What? We, we normally don't drink during supplemental reading. It's the one time we don't have a drink. It's the one time we don't have a drink. Right, because every other episode we have the rosé cider. Which, uh, by the way, is crisp, light, and delightful, or whatever the it, words refreshing. were. Refreshing. <sighs> but during supplemental readings, to keep our heads clear so we can talk appropriately about the comparisons between the film and the book, we don't... Wait, we don't drunkenly rant about how bad or good the movie is and just call out what scenes we liked or what c- actors we liked in a non-coherent messy jamble? I 
don't need the influences of alcohol to get excited about book-to-film adaptations. All right, well... D- I mean, we did that whole series on The Hunger Games. What? That's great. We did a whole series about The Hunger Games? Well, it was, I say series lightly. There was only four, and they were spread out. We didn't condense them all together like our Summer of Harry Potter. Okay. Um, have we done a single supplemental reading about a Marvel movie? And you keep saying Marvel movie over and over. Are you t- thinking like Marvelous Men and their flying machines movie? Like, what do you? What is that? <laughs> I mean, that's like an old classic. But I don't, I don't know. That's the only thing that my brain can think of when you say Marvel what, movie. What? No, uh, Captain America, Cap, Cappy America. Um, Sp- Spider Man. Oh, well, there have been some Spider-Man movies, but Robert, I don't know. Robert, Tobey Maguire was not a... Is Robert Downey Jr.? Who's that? He plays Iron Man. Is this some, like, weird B film that you watched? Well, no. B movie? <laughs> <laughs> the B movie. Okay, so we'll never do that one. Okay, so we've never done a Marvel movie, which that because they apparently. I mean, I they're oh, you talking about like Marvel comic books? Yeah, yeah, the comic book movies—they're so big, they make a billion dollars every every time. I I don't think. Are you talking about the just the animated shows on TV for kids? Well, yeah, those, but also the ones for adults. Um. No? Most adults don't watch cartoons, Henry. Oh, oh okay. Um, so we've never done those. Fast and Furious we've never done, which... Those exists, right? Yeah, but no one really likes them. No one likes them? No. Okay, coronavirus is happening. That's interesting. Corona, does that mean anything to you besides the virus? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's well- the Spanish word for heart. That's corazón. Well, I'm not good at Spanish because I took French. Okay, well that actually checks out. Corona is Spanish for crown. Ah, thank you. That makes more sense, I guess. Right, yeah. But... Yeah, the virus is named that because it, it, like, it has these little points that end in these little crowns. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? I, I just, I feel like, uh, there, I, look... I'm, I don't know. And this whole time, it just, it seemed weird. This whole, this everything, it's just, it's not adding up. There was that great bit about the moon that I feel like meshed really well with my, everything going on in my head. Yeah. But it, it really feels like something is missing. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, like... Everything's normal. We're all we're here. Yeah, we're here. We're together. We're, 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 we're in, in our, our apartment. We're in our apartment where we record, and we've got our nice Jane Austen license plate on the wall from her movies. And I remember going to Universal Studios, and we got that from her ride. Of course, the Pride and Prejudice experience, where yeah. a very badly CGI'd Matthew McFadden. Told us that we were family and we picked up that nice 
the nice plate and we hung right. it there. Well, he told us we were family after he insulted the uh, civility of our family and said that he could never uh, be uh, compelled to stoop to our level. But hey, by the way, will you marry me? Yeah, because he's he, he invented negging. I get it. Right. All of the, I remember that when we're here and we're together on this couch and we are, we've always done this. It's been 199 episodes. There've been no other episodes where I was trapped in time. Did that happen? Was I ever trapped in time? I, I mean, we talked about going, what we would do if we had a time turner. Well, where would you go? What would you do if a time turner? I would use it to get extra sleep. Because I am always tired. I mean, that's honestly a good use of it. Wait. So if you slept... This is a real question. Of course. (laughs) As all of my questions are. (laughs) Say you slept for eight hours. And you woke up. And you used a time turner to go back in time... To before you went to sleep. And then you slept another eight hours... Would you have slept 16 hours, but it only takes the time of eight? Um, I think, well, because we talked about this a little bit in our supplemental reading of the third film, but uh, when you go through a time turner, it's you like you are going back on time that was previously established, like you're looping back to a previous version of the timeline. So like you're... Entering a time loop, mm-hmm. as you will, but then you move forward. So the really, it's almost like remember we equated it. It's almost like crocheting or knitting with this stream of time, looping it back upon itself, but continuously uh, moving forward into the next loop, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I understand the mechanics of the time turner. You can't really change the past because for things to have happened in the past, they would have happened to... They needed to happen in the present. Yes. Buckbeak doesn't get executed because Buckbeak never got executed because they went back and they saved Buckbeak. They're like that. You know, it's the, uh, the terministic universe version of it where you can't change the timeline. It's just you going in the past was always part of the timeline. Right, and so that's the universally accepted method of time travel. But it's still you, a living, breathing person, traveling back in the time turner. Your heart's still beating. You know, you only got so many heartbeats. Right. Uh, so you could, if you used it enough, you would shorten your lifespan. True. So if you slept both times, if hmm. you, like, <laughs> here's the mental picture. There's a there's a, a queen size bed, and you go to sleep on the left hand side, <laughs> and then you go back in time to when you're asleep, and you also get in the right hand side of the bed. The two U's are different. Yes. But would you would the second you uh, Just be feel r- the benefits of multiple hours of sleep, but then it's it's. Worse in a sense that we're that much older? I don't know. 
Yeah, no, I, I I don't know where I'm going with this. I just think time turners are neat, and also, can I have one? Right? I would like one. Oh, but they, it's always okay. an interesting theory, because, you know, nothing's going to change the timeline. Because the time stream, as evidenced by the, uh, the mechanics and physics set forth um, in the Harry Potter series and by the time turner... Uh, the timeline is what it is and it cannot be changed and it will always be the same. The timeline cannot be changed. That's... Are you sure? Yeah, well, you literally just said it. What things that happen well, yeah, it, will happen Harry, because they are happening in the present and wait. you can't change the past. You also cannot change... You can't alter what's going on. It's not like the timeline can split into two streams and need to be reconverged together. Why not? I, when I was saying it can't do that, it was only in Harry Potter. We live in not Harry Potter. That's the most commonly accepted principle and theory of time travel. Wait, I, I'm... The last thing I did before we started recording this podcast, I could swear I was doing something to change the timeline. I was, like, ranking something. You were ranking something? Yeah, it was the end of our, 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 I swear, it was the end of our 119th episode. And, like, we found ourselves, we we were back in 2018. And, and... That checks out based off of 20, of, of the timeline of... How many episodes we've had yeah, between we, 2018 to now? We, we were doing. We, we found ourselves in the fifth entry of our supplemental reading series on Fast Five because it's the yeah. best one. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Is that the best Harry Potter? Uh, some folks say it's their favorite book, but it does have that really good fight with Snape and Dumbledore at the end. Right, they you- all come together. And you could just see, like, man, if you really, like, practice this magic thing, like, you could do some really cool things without saying no Latin spells. Exactly, the nonverbal spells. Oh, man, they were so cool. There should have been more of that. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. Well, we talked about all this during our supplemental reading, but don't no, you remember? But no, we were doing it again, and, like, at the end of the episode, we were ranking the the... Just, like, the best ones, and I had to change something in mine to fix the time string. The time string was broken. What? It was broken. You don't remember? No. You were there. It was you. I don't... I don't think we've ever... I mean, our rankings changed as we saw the different films, for sure, and figured out which ones slotted into which area, but I I don't know what you're talking about, time stream... Yeah, needing no, to get fixed. The time, the time genie and the time. They talked about mattresses. What? They talked about mattresses. They talked about mattresses. I. They, they were talking about I, mattresses. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this is good. I think you really need to lie down. I think we should wrap up the episode. They were talking about mattresses. No, I don't. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Look, I'll just. I'll take care of the social media plugs. So you don't have to worry, and we're just we're gonna get you some good sleep, okay? So that yeah, on a mattress. Uh, sure, sure, yeah. So anyway, 
Um, folks, thanks for listening today. And if you want to uh, put in your suggestions for our next supplemental reading series, uh, talk about what you have been reading, uh, or uh, tell us what you would do if you had the chance to drink water on the moon, you can do so at twitter.com. We're at Z-C-P-C-W-H-J at twitter.com. And that stands for Henry. That stands for Zero Credits Podcast with Henry and and John. N- with Henry and Jamie, that's right. No, jo- John. What happened to John? Where's John? Um. Uh. I. If. Uh, if you have something longer you would like to um say to us, rather than just the confines of a tweet, you can send us an email to email at zerocredits.net, which is forever and always will be our website where right. we, we interact with all our fans. Yeah, right. John made that web, or were he supposed to? When he never did, um, he's supposed to make that website. He, he registered the John. J- John, our good friend, he stood at our wedding. I'm going to keep going, Henry. I think really think you need to lie down. No, you, j- John is on this podcast. No. Guys, okay. Guys, If don't forget we are also on Spotify. Uh, thanks. Shout out to all our Spotify listeners. And you can find us by searching zero credit, open parentheses, S, clothes, parentheses. To find us on Spotify. Uh, okay, okay. Something's wrong. John's supposed to be here. I need to get back. Ghost? 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 Um, we're, Ghost? We're also on Apple Podcasts. Ghosts. And if you can give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate it. Help us grow the fan base. Uh, okay, okay. I'm summoning ghosts to, to tell me how to build a portal to the past. Any of this ringing bells, ghosts? Where, where are the ghosts? Ne- Henry, there are no ghosts. This is normal. You need to calm down because where we are is normal. Don't tell me to calm down. Where is John? Our good friend. He's tall and full of muscles. Um, He's bald. Um, He's bald. He's bald. He's. I'm sorry, Johnny. You're bald. Um, He's bald. Hey, guys. Last but not least, the most important thing that you can do, uh, word of the mouth, is the only way that we can survive. So I'm getting instructions. I'm getting instructions on how to build a portal. It's not done. It's it's not done. I'm sorry. And they'll tell another friend. To listen up to Zero Credit Podcast, where you can listen to all of the best media news there is, cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist. The time ghost! That's who've been doing it the whole time! We've been... The, the zeitgeist! It means time ghost! Those are the ghosts! They're the ones telling me how to get back to the past to save John! I don't know what happened! I'm sorry, version of my wife, who is in this alternate universe without Marvel movies and where we read? Well, I don't know what that's about. I love you, version of my wife, but also I have my real wife to go back to with the John. I don't know what happened to your Henry. I don't know what's happening. I know... I gotta do I gotta open a time portal to the past! Well, bye! 
You're just gonna say, okay, that's great. You can, you know, yeah, this is a lot to, to, to absorb. I don't um, know what to say right now. Well, Are you leaving? Well, I'm going to. I'm going to open a portal to the past. I know how to do it now. Or the future. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure where I'm going, but uh. here's the thing. You don't... I'll, here's what you're... What you should say. Uh, everyone here at the Zero Credits Apartment Studios, we just want to wish you a happy week. I'm going to open a time portal to get John back. Um... It's been really nice. Okay. Version of my wife who reads books and we don't I, swear. I read some books sometimes. <laughs> You've been reading The Devil in the White City for two years and you restarted and got maybe ten pages past where you were. Well, that's because this time I could sit down for an uninterrupted period and not fall asleep. Okay. Uh, I made it uh, from page 16 to 26. Well, I'm very good at books. It's pretty amazing. I have to leave now. A portal is opening to the past. I'm going to do what all people who open portals do on podcasts do when they step through it. I'm going to narrate what happens because otherwise, who's to know? I love you, this I, version of Henry that apparently is not my Henry. I love you too, this version of Jamie. I don't know why I'm covering your ear, um, but uh, I hope you find your Henry, or maybe like my, my body won't go anywhere and he'll just be here. I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is I'm stepping through my last hopefully portal!
Um, okay. I guess that's... <sighs> Henry? What just happened to me? Hey, are you... are you back? Are, are, did, did you... did you get sucked into the zeitgeist? That sounds ridiculous. I have just been in a stupor this whole time. Uh, oh, are we recording the podcast? We... we've just finished... Oh, did you tell our fans about the upcoming supplemental reading of Emma? We, we, yes, we talked about it briefly. We haven't set a date, so I know you like to set the date. We can do that next time. Oh, please tune in. Please tune in. We do love the Anna Taylor Joy and all of her various acting things. So tune in. Uh, in three weeks, we will be doing that. We need time to reread the book. To compare to the Anna Taylor-Joy adaptation of the Emma with the period. Well, of course. Of course. Yes. Um, well, now it seems like you're feeling better and back to your old self, so... Oh, ha, ha, ha. I'm so glad to be back, wife. <laughs> I'm glad you're here, too. So, uh, let's tell our listeners uh, with our signature sign-off. Tell them... Uh, have a merry Have eve. Have a merry eve. And a good night. And a good night too. Isn't that just a lovely little send off that we always do? I don't know why I would say it like that. <laughs>